Welcome to the Treble Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Thompson, audiologist and founder of Treble Health. This podcast is supported by treblehealth.com, the nation's leading telehealth service for tinnitus and hearing loss treatment. Thank you for being here on our podcast and make sure to subscribe to get our newest episodes sent straight to you. Let's get ahead with today's episode. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle with Treble Health, and today I'm going to be discussing tinnitus after cancer treatments. One of the most common side effects as a result of cancer treatments are hearing loss, tinnitus, or even imbalance or dizziness disorders. And in an effort to save one's life or to eradicate and clear them of cancer, sometimes there's damage to other parts of our bodies. And that's what causes tinnitus in some individuals who have undergone cancer treatments. So I'm going to be reviewing what causes tinnitus after certain cancer treatments, as well as what can be done if you're currently undergoing cancer treatment to help preserve your hearing, reduce your risk of having tinnitus or having any issues with imbalance or dizziness, as well as what can be done if you've already completed your cancer treatment and are left with tinnitus, hearing loss, or dizziness issues. Not all types of cancer treatments will result in tinnitus, hearing loss, or imbalance issues. However, ones that tend to affect our head and neck are more likely to result in issues with tinnitus or hearing loss, for example. So nasopharyngeal cancers, laryngeal cancers, those ones tend to target, of course, the that part of our body, and since it's so close to our ears, it can oftentimes do damage to the healthy cells within the auditory system, which will then in turn lead to issues like tinnitus, hearing loss, or dizziness. Platinum-based chemotherapeutic medications are the ones that are most likely to be ototoxic or damaging and toxic to the auditory system. Three of the more common platinum-based chemotherapeutic medications that are prescribed for individuals undergoing cancer treatments are oxaloplatin, carboplatin, and cisplatin. Remember that when someone's taking a chemotherapeutic medication, medication is trying to target the cancer cells, the unhealthy cells. But it also ends up affecting healthy cells within the body, and that includes the cells within our auditory system. And when some of those cells within our auditory system get damaged, for example, like our outer hair cells, it can start to impact our hearing. If it starts to impact sensory cells that are responsible for our balance, it can start to affect our overall state of balance, and we may start to have bouts of dizziness or feel as though we're more unstable than before taking the medication. So a lot of these medications, they're trying to do what they can to, of course, kill off the cancer. But as a result, we're also doing some damage to healthy cells. And in some cases, these healthy cells will recover, but in others, they're permanently damaged. And therefore, an individual may be left with some residual hearing loss or tinnitus after they've completed their treatments. Not everyone who's taking a known ototoxic chemotherapy medication will start to experience ringing in their ears or signs of hearing loss. That's because there are some risk factors that make individuals more susceptible to having these issues arise. So for example, if someone continues to expose themselves to overly loud sounds or is taking another medication that's known to be ototoxic, some of these things together can combine and then result in tinnitus or hearing loss, while others may be taking the same medication but not have any of these symptoms. 
So that's where monitoring and regular monitoring of someone's hearing status, as well as sometimes their balance status is important as someone's undergoing chemotherapeutic treatment. This is a short interruption from today's video to announce the tinnitus quiz. If you're watching this video, there's a good chance that you or someone you know has tinnitus. We know how much tinnitus can impact your daily life, and we're here to help. Visit tinnitusquiz.com and take a two-minute quiz to receive personalized treatment plans that have helped hundreds of people learn to manage their tinnitus. Start now at tinnitusquiz.com. Many years ago, when an individual was diagnosed with cancer and was undergoing chemotherapy, the main goal and the only concern was really to try to do what they can to eradicate or minimize the cancer. Nowadays, though, there's more of a balance between trying to maintain an individual's overall quality of life as well as trying to target reduce, and kill off the cancer cells. For this reason, individuals today who are undergoing chemotherapy with medications that are known to be damaging and ototoxic to the auditory system will regularly receive auditory as well as vestibular monitoring. And the purpose of these tests is to assess and keep track of how someone's hearing and balance system is. Not everyone is gonna experience, again, symptoms or issues with their hearing or balance, and not all medications will cause issues with balance or dizziness, but if it is known to have an effect on the vestibular system, then vestibular monitoring may also be indicated. More than likely though, you'll have auditory or hearing monitoring taking place. So you'll go to see an audiologist, for example, before you have your first treatment to get a baseline level of what your hearing status is like. Then as you're undergoing treatment, you'll have periodic hearing tests to assess whether or not there's any signs of damage taking place. And the type of hearing test that someone who's undergoing cancer treatment typically entails is not just the basic hearing test, which is testing from 250 to 8,000 hertz, but also testing ultra-high frequency hearing loss. So from 9,000 up to 20,000 hertz to determine if there's any early signs of hearing loss taking place. These individuals may also have otoacoustic emissions testing. Otoacoustic emissions testing, or OEE testing, is a test that assesses how the outer hair cells are functioning. It tells us the integrity of the outer hair cells, and there's two types of tests. Distortion product otoacoustic emissions testing, DPOAEs, those tend to focus a little bit more on higher frequencies, and transient invoked otoacoustic emissions. TEOEs. Those tend to test a little bit more of the lower frequencies. So your audiologist may test you with either one or maybe both to try to get a better impression of what's happening within those sensory cells in regards to your chemotherapy. If during your hearing testing there are signs that hearing loss is starting to form, whether from the actual test themselves or let's say a new onset of tinnitus that you're starting to experience as well as signs of outer hair cell changes on the OAE tests. So your oncologist and oncology team may then decide that they want to change out either the dosage or the frequency or maybe even the medication altogether in an effort to help preserve your hearing. Same thing goes if you go for vestibular testing regularly throughout your chemotherapy. If there's starting to be signs of vestibular loss and impairment, 
then your oncologist may also decide to change either the dosage, the frequency, or even the medication so that they're helping to preserve that function and not leaving you with a newfound balance disorder, for example. I think that it's really important for anyone who has just recently been diagnosed with cancer or has already been diagnosed with cancer and is currently going through chemotherapy to ask your doctor whether or not this is going to have any implications on either your hearing or balance. And if they know that the medications may potentially damage the auditory system or balance system, that you ask them to have your hearing or balance monitored. I feel that it's a very important conversation for you to have with your oncologist because hearing is such an important part of our everyday life and it really does impact your overall quality of life. If you are no longer able to communicate with those around you, the people who matter the most to you, it's going to start to take an effect on how you feel emotionally, mentally, psychologically. And when you're undergoing cancer treatment, it's important that you also have your support system around you and you feel the best that you can despite the current circumstances. So have that conversation with your oncologist because it's a way to help preserve your hearing or at the very least, it's a way to help monitor and know if the cancer treatment is going to result in a significant amount of hearing loss, at least you're prepared for what you'll need to do once your treatment is over, which in some cases might be a hearing aid, it might be a cochlear implant, it may be you know just using an assistive listening device from time to time, for example, like a remote microphone that someone's wearing and you have devices that look like hearing aids, but they're not necessarily hearing aids that allow you to hear the person closer to your ear regardless of how far they are or what noise is between you and them. So there's a lot of different hearing devices that can be used to augment any level of hearing loss, but it's helpful to know what you're in for if you're going through a treatment that could leave you with a potential amount of hearing loss and tinnitus you want to know what you need to do afterwards so that you're better prepared mentally for taking on the next stage in your life. For individuals who are left with tinnitus but not necessarily enough hearing loss to warrant a hearing aid, for example, or maybe they're just not interested in getting a hearing aid, the tinnitus options in terms of treatment do include ear-level sound generators, with or without amplification. To be honest, if someone does have hearing loss and tinnitus, I always recommend that they treat both, meaning that they are receiving some level of amplification to augment the degree of hearing loss that they have, as well as some kind of internal sound generating, as well as some internal masker that's in the device that's playing a sound at an appropriately set level to help your auditory system learn to habituate to tinnitus over time because anything that's constant and non-changing in our environment, our brain naturally learns to tune and filter out. So that's one of the reasons why hearing aids with built-in sound generators helps as a treatment for tinnitus. And then it's also really helpful to have tinnitus retraining therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy to help you learn what tinnitus is, how the way that you view tinnitus seems to impact your overall awareness and perception of it, how there are different types of tools that can help you change the way 
way your body and mind are reacting to tinnitus. All of these things together can help to really alleviate and improve the symptoms of tinnitus that someone has after having chemotherapy. But it's also, I think, really important to note that some individuals, after they have stopped taking the chemotherapy, tend to have an improvement in either their hearing or their tinnitus or balance. It may not be a full recovery, but they may notice things start to improve as their body also starts to heal and the medication really leaves their body. So for some individuals, it may be worthwhile waiting a few months after the treatment has ended to see what remains and whatever hearing loss, tinnitus, or dizziness remains then can warrant some form of therapy or treatment. But again, it all depends on the severity of your symptoms and how much it's impacting your overall and daily life. Remember, not everyone who undergoes cancer treatment will have tinnitus or hearing loss, but a fairly recent study from UCSF found that four of the main common types of cancers, breast, gastrointestinal, lung, and gynecological left about 50% of individuals with hearing loss to some degree or another. So it may have been slight, may have been moderate, and 35% of individuals within that study also experienced tinnitus after they finished their treatment. So it is common to experience both hearing loss and tinnitus, but not for everybody, even if they have been receiving commonly known ototoxic chemotherapeutic medications But if you are starting to experience changes to your hearing, to your balance, a new onset or a change to pre-existing tinnitus, it is something worth noting to your oncologist because there is a possibility that they can make some changes to your cancer treatment that can help eliminate the possible risk of worsening the hearing loss, worsening the tinnitus, worsening the balance, or at the very least preserving what hearing is left and You won't know what can be done unless you bring it up to your team. So the main takeaway is if you're undergoing some form of cancer treatment, just be conscientious of any auditory changes that you start to notice. And if you do notice any changes, bring it up with your medical team because there may be the possibility that something can be done so that your hearing is preserved, your tinnitus gets reduced, Any imbalance or dizziness that you're having also may get reduced and you're able to preserve the good and the healthy cells that you do have within your auditory system at the same time as improving and trying to get rid of the cancer. If you've ever had experience with undergoing cancer treatments that resulted in your tinnitus or hearing loss or any kind of imbalance or dizziness conditions, feel free to comment below. And if you have any other questions as well, feel free to comment below. If you haven't already subscribed to our channel, please hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our latest videos. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ben Thompson. If you have two minutes, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a five-star review on the Apple podcast platform for the Treble Health podcast. Thank you for your time. And if you need any services for tinnitus or hearing aids, please head over to treblehealth.com and our team of expert audiologists will be able to help you via telehealth. Have a great one and see you soon.